Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWrap.com. Hey everybody, welcome to our fourth fourth podcast of the season, or rather preseason. Um, we're going to talk about some stuff uh, related to actually what you're going to do during um, the season, um, how to make some determinations. Um, but first I, I, I've been reading a book called uh, big podcast and it's written by David Hooper and I actually had the uh, opportunity to talk to him today. And, and he's, he's an individual who really didn't have any understanding of fantasy football other than that he was asked about 30 years ago to get into a league. And he said, I don't know anything about football. And the guy said, (laughs) well, you don't need to. And he said, nah, it's, it's not for me. But when we started talking, you know, he's he's all about helping people improve their podcasts, um, you know, from finding people to listen, you know, all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just, I'm, you know, I've tried to in, uh, include some of those things in what we've done, like the um, um, questionnaire that I sent out, et cetera, to find, you know, because we want to do stuff for you. So, yeah. um you know, he, he, he started, you know, he was, we were talking about this and he was trying to say, you know, what, what's the biggest problem you, you, you have with the podcast. And so we were talking and he, you know, he really got interested, more interested as we went along. And, uh, you know, I, I explained to him, you know, he said, you know, is there betting in there? And I said, well, it's not really betting, but it, in a sense, it's, it's a way to gamble. Yep. In the sense that you, you know, many of the leagues, I, I get that there are lots of free leagues out there, mm-hmm. and I know we aren't supposed to gamble, um, but you know, it, nobody takes any money from, you know, there's there's no what's it called in gambling um, where the house takes part of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a gambler <laughs> either. Um, so so he was he was like, if you know, if you've got money involved, people generally. Pay attention, mm-hmm. uh, want to know more, et cetera. And, and we talked about that. And I, I, I came up with, you know, I said, there's even something called the loser, you know, in, in the sense that there are leagues out there and uh, I, I have not been one of them uh, in We've one of them. One. Okay. You've got one. Yep. And <laughs> it's, it's where you, you know, and, and I think it's, I think it's a really good idea to include it in your league mm-hmm. because it makes people think, makes people set their lineups because of the foolishness or uh, what do I want to say? The, I mean, it, so, so what I'm getting at is I've, I've seen leagues where, you know, it might be a 10 or 12 league team, uh, team league. And, you know, the loser, if, if it's all guys mm-hmm. has to wear a dress the next time those guys go golfing after mm-hmm. the the season and inevitably that shows up on YouTube and and wherever and and it's it adds it adds something that you know yeah you're trying to win i get that but you get to a certain point in time and if you're 3 and 3 and 7 yeah. you're not making the playoffs yeah there's a there's an incentive to 
not lose. Right. I mean, you're, right. you know, if you just keep losing, that's just fate. It's, it, it's bound to happen. But yeah, there's, like I said, in our league, we have a, a last place, tr- you know, quote, trophy. Horse's um, ass? The golden douche. Oh, the golden douche. <laughs> it's just a t- small little, you know, cheap little trophy. Yep. And if you win the golden douche, you have to display it in your living space um, oh, cool. for the next year. Um, it, it, I may have won that a couple of years ago. Nice. Um, but yeah, there was, I just quick side note, there was a video I saw that actually sent to our fantasy league. Um, Cause we've been talking about having like a punishment, you know, not mm-hmm. just having to display a tiny statue of a douche, right. you know, in your house, but like an actual like punishment like that. And <laughs> there was one, we, we're not going to do it, obviously, because that's just insane. But there was one I saw on TikTok that was uh, a guy had to take, it was like seven or eight consecutive flights over like two or three days <laughs> where where he had to go around the entire globe, around the world, like eight consecutive flights just nonstop for like two days. That was his punishment for wow. losing fantasy. Wow. But I've seen the, you know, wearing those, dresses. Those people have or, a little bit more money you know, than I do. Yeah, there's people with signs or shirts saying, I suck at fantasy football. Yeah, and they yeah. have to go to a, a, you know, a sports event or right, something like right. that and get yeah, berated. And, so. and, and, and the fun <laughs> the fun thing is, so there are, there are leagues out there that, uh, you know, r- remember back to tanking for Tua. Um, you know, there are leagues out there that say, well, the, the one who is in last place in a given year gets the first draft choice the following year. Yeah. We, I don't, we got rid of that. We yeah. I don't think, that. I don't yeah. think you should incentivize idiocy mm-hmm. or, or tanking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love the idea of at least doing something yep. that, uh, keeps people in it, um, because I've been in too many leagues and, you know, they're usually the low budget leagues, um, that people do that and people will, they'll just disappear mm-hmm. last three, four weeks. And it's like, you know, okay, so you get to play three buys and I have to play against three good teams yeah. over the last three weeks. Yeah, it just makes Not the fair. whole league competitive throughout. Which, right. You now, know, some some yeah. leagues I've seen um, actually enforce a penalty a fine Mm. if you aren't playing legal players yep um and i'm all for that too i mean throw it into the kitty and and then the kitty gets distributed over the first x number of players that um you know if how they finish percentage wise um but i i like the idea and i think i want to try and work something in to our podcast um and it's it's going to be some type of loser of the week during <laughs> during the season, and I haven't quite figured out how I want to do it. Um, it may be uh, a horse's ass award for the stupidest play mm-hmm. in one of our leagues. Yeah, maybe I have one and you have one where you know it's it's someone played. Uh, this guy e- either either it's someone who's uh, on the practice squad <laughs> or you know and obviously you yeah. don't have someone on the practice squad on your your roster unless they got moved down mm-hmm. playing a suspended player playing someone who was already listed as out yep. before the game um and we won't you know i i don't think i want to use names of people because you know that's potentially a a libel case, mm-hmm. but, but just to make light of 
someone not paying attention. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, or, or I would love for our listeners to send us something that they came across in one of their leagues where someone did something stupid. Um, yeah. So, you know, let's, you know, give, give me some feedback or, or Austin, mm-hmm. uh, let us know what you're thinking on, on something like that, because I think it would be, it would add some enjoyment. Yeah. Um, another reason to, to listen in and, and find out who the <laughs> fool of the week was. Basically a uh, fantasy wrapped version of, come on, man. <laughs> right, right. Um, so let's get, so the three things we're going to talk about this week are, like I said, they're related to once you have your roster and you're trying to pick who you're going to play in a given week at each of the positions that you have available. And this is presuming that you don't pay for a service that actually gives you weekly projections because they're taking all of this into account. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a service. I know that uh, Austin uses a service. Yep. I'm not going to tell you who the service is because I don't want you using the same thing that I'm <laughs> using to try and beat me. Um, but but some of the things that I've done in the past and and still actually consider when that service gives me players that have similar numbers – in the game that's going to go on um, that week. So we're going to talk about matchup. We're going to talk about player trends, and we're going to talk about previous performances. So when we say matchup, it's uh, looking at like a wide receiver who's going to get, you know, you've got, let's say you've got four or five wide receivers on your, on your uh, roster and you're allowed to play two. Mm -hmm. You're going to look at that and you're going to say, okay, first of all, which are the five worst, de- you know, in, in order, mm-hmm. which is the worst defense against wide receivers, second worst, third worst, uh, for the guys that you've got on your roster. And you're going to try and take a look at that and say, who should I be playing? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. looking up matchups, uh, you know, sometimes it's going to be kind of tough. Uh, you know, if you have the time and you want to deep dive too, you always kind of want to keep an eye on that uh, defense your your player is playing against, see if their top cover guy is, you know, if he tends to follow the number one receiver right. versus, you know, or if he's banged up, injured, right, stuff right. like that. I, I mean, mean, in the case of, I mean, last year, yeah. uh, week 17, you know, you had um, Gritty going against J.A., mm-hmm. And, um, well, I should clarify. <laughs> um, so you had Justin Jefferson going against Jair Alexander. Yeah. And Jair came out and said he's going to shut him down because he was told that he was going to play exclusively on Justin Jefferson. Yep. If I were coming into that, I would say, you know, if I had the number two receiver mm-hmm. on that team, I would play him over the number one receiver. That one's kind of a tough example because Justin it, Jefferson is. It, it is, you know, but but I feel like there there are certain players you just have to no matter what, unless you have, um, you know, other guys that could potentially, you know, do what like a Justin Jefferson. Could well, right. Do. I'm saying but, so. So yeah. you're one of those guys that went in and you drafted three wide receivers in the first three rounds of a, a an <laughs> eight or ten team league, and you've got uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. And uh, C.D. Lamb, and you only get to play two. And Justin Jefferson is going against Jair Alexander. I would I would consider playing the other two. 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, in that instance, yes, that's but but the but, chances, yeah. But, I, but I that's, get what you're saying, yeah, right? And but, and but that's what yeah. we're talking about. You look at matchups and you say, okay, Jair is out this week, or they're going to try and play a zone mm-hmm. like they had for you know in in week one, one when they one. beat one or two the, yeah. when they beat the living bejesus out of Green Bay, mm-hmm. um, and he went off for like 212 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So, you know, I, I it, it, you have to look at what they've been doing, what the defense has been doing, how they've been covering, mm-hmm. et cetera, to determine whether or not you – sometimes. And, and you're right. I mean, it's yeah. – <laughs> regardless, it's tough to sit at Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But week 17 was the Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. And, uh, and, and you would have kicked yourself if Justin Jefferson had gone off. Yeah. But – I'm guessing there may have been people that went, I can't play Justin Jefferson because he's going up against Jair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's probably people out there like that, uh, you know, or that were thinking the same thing. But on the same token, like me personally, you know, if I get Justin Jefferson or one of those top guys, you know. He's never going to ride He's never going to, yeah, he's never going to be on my bench. You just got to, you know, you ride or die by that guy. Um, You know, for me, I'm thinking more, you know, you're – wide receiver two you know if you if you're in a in a you know two wide receiver plus a flex league and you're looking at you know two different receivers on your bench that you know or or your second your number two receiver and then like two more guys on your bench who you want to throw either in that two spot or the flex you know that's where matchups definitely come into play um oz and i were talking before and i brought up how uh you know like matchup based um, you know, if we move to the quarterback position, talking about how Houston last year was so terrible against the run that teams would, you know, every team was rushing for over like 125 yards, you know, on them and scoring so many points that the quarterbacks didn't have to throw. And you had top tier elite fantasy quarterbacks having sub 10 points, 10, 10, you know, 10 fantasy points right. against Houston, who you're like, well, they're a terrible team. Right. They should just absolutely dominate, you know, but it's, it's things like that that you look at. Where, right, right. You know, if they tend to stack the box against running backs, you know, that, uh, you know, like I was like a Najee Harris last year was seeing a ton of stacked boxes because Pittsburgh's line line was terrible. Right. And Kenny Pickett was not a threat to any corners or safeties down the field, you know. Yep. So things like that are what, you know, what we're saying you got to take into account when, you know, uh, when you're trying to make these decisions on a weekly basis. You right, know? right. Yeah, I mean, you don't, I mean, I have, I, I don't think I've ever been one to just go, well, I'm going to play my top six guys, you know, yep. quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, based on, you know, week in, week out. I, I do look at, because generally you don't have all studs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you might have a stud running back, a stud wide receiver, and you're going to go, well, I've got four deep at receiver, two, three, and four. Yeah. Aren't always sure. aren't always you know it's it's not a oop, I'm going to play my second best every time because mm-hmm. second best could be really close to third best yeah so you look at the matchups um, the next thing is player trends so you know you look at a guy like Austin Eckler last last year started the season slow weeks one two and three I think he was under ten points or so yeah yeah it was pretty bad it was he was a everybody's favorite buy low. 
you know, or yeah, as yeah. low as you could buy Eckler, you know, just right. based off a of name. Well, value, and, and, but. and I had mentioned last year that I tried to get Josh Jacobs because yeah. at the beginning of the yeah, year, same thing. he was not playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard, you know, th- some good things and, and tried to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you have to look at if they're, if they're playing poorly, go get them. If they're playing poorly and you're setting your roster, unless you are really thinking they're going to have a bounce back game, I, you know, if they've had three bad weeks, give them a chance to warm up mm-hmm. because all of a sudden Eckler warmed up and he was, you know, uh, a back to ride for pretty much the rest of the season. So, you know, I, I think that people, a lot of times they just, uh, once again, you know, mm-hmm. if, if I've got Austin Eckler, I have to play him every week. Well, you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, but again, though, you, you get that one week that you need, you know, you need that 20 point week out of him. You do. You, he's sitting on your bench cause you're worried, you know. You do, but after, yeah. after week one or week two and you're sitting there going, he hasn't played well yet and they play another uh, tough run defense mm-hmm. or they play a nice uh, pass defense and it's usually the wide receivers that score the points. Well, you're going to go that way, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to say, eh, I might sit him and try and get more points from, uh, you know, someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Trending, you know, what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, kind of looking, you know, forward as well. Trying, you know, if you do have, like we said, you know, Eckler, for example, or Jacobs, you know, first three weeks, they've got horrible, you know, you know, matchups against amazing run defenses right, right. you know maybe that was what played in yep but you know obviously I, I would hope too that you know going into the draft you're drafting them knowing that those first couple of weeks could be pretty rough um there are some players this year that you know that i think that will affect uh you know some adp a little bit uh for the draft is uh their first couple week schedule um against you know some some tough matchups but uh you know looking ahead like i was talking about too you got somebody in the slump and you see you know the 32nd ranked run defense in the league and you got josh jacobs you know you're licking your lips you're ready for that right week you know just you're you're, right, you're not gonna you're yeah. not gonna sit him out. No, just because he's been playing poorly. If he went against three tough defenses, yep. and now he's got a, a bunny game. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. I mean, you you have to look at trends, but you also look at those matchups and and try and make a determination. Yep. Um, the other one is the previous performances, and what I mean by that is how they've performed against that team in the past, mm-hmm. i.e. Derrick Henry against the Jags. Derrick Henry against the Jags. Fire him up. 200 yards, uh, two touchdowns, probably a run over 60 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Is it a guarantee? Nothing's ever a guarantee. But, sure but feels like it. <laughs> death and taxes. So, you know, you, you look at those things, again, you look back to how many times they – now, it, it could be that, you know – the so you've got you've got a a quarterback that's done really well every single time he's played against team A mm-hmm. and team A went out and on their defense they picked up two great cornerbacks and two great edge rushers mm-hmm. is it still a guarantee that he's going to put up the numbers that he did previously no so you do have to take into account some of the changes that a team has made over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, again, like we said, it's it's not a guarantee. Even with uh, Derrick Henry, yep. if they change their personnel, and I don't know if the Jet, you know, that, 
haven't really paid that close of attention to all the teams and yep. and their their changes on offense and defense. But it could be that you know they went and they got a middle linebacker who's a great spy and will will cover will make sure that they stop the run more efficiently or effectively. Yeah, the two. Uh, what comes to mind for me is uh, defenses uh, changing with their safeties um, playing against Mahomes. Um, you know, trying to. Uh, disguise things and and how these safeties are making their read steps even too you know when that when the ball snapped they're changing things for Mahomes tweaking little things that for a little bit I think it was it was either last season or the season before that I think it was were last season what he was they, started slowly yep they were it was making it a little difficult for him to read but then obviously well, and, he's, and he had like you know, 12 or 13 interceptions yeah most of them early in the season yep yeah so you know little things like that you know obviously if you're just a casual fantasy football player, you know, and you're not really, you know, we like to watch games and we know the <laughs> sport. So we see these things, you know, or you hear about these things that too is, you know, sometimes, you know, some things to look at as well. You know, you know, you can look at that defense previous week, what they did against, you know, ex quarterback or whatever, or running back or whoever, and think, well, if these two quarterbacks are similar, you know, you get, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts going up against this defense week to week. You kind of see what they did against Josh Allen, and then you know they might do that against Hurts. You know, little things like that. Right. Like I said, that's kind of intense kind of stuff to look at. But you know, like we said, you know, i.e. Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. You know, he's just owned them. Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. You know, back. You know, well, <laughs> literally, he, he told still them owns that them. He owns them. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't know if yeah. <laughs> if I don't know if we actually sold ownership with him. Yeah. of the bears or do the packers st- i well we'll find out week yeah. one yeah we will yeah we will <laughs> and i'm i'm sure my buddy phil out there is probably going <laughs> damn you ass um so you know those are the three topics we really wanted to hit on this week i i do have one other uh thing that came up late this afternoon mm-hmm. is the um uh, proposed signing well not proposed apparently zeke is going to be with new england Oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, saw, a, saw a report on Bleacher Report that uh, he's going to agree to a one-year, $6 million contract. I, I So I, I believe if my numbers, my memory is correct, I think he scored 12 touchdowns last year. Zeke did. But he something only ran like for like 859 yards or something. Yeah, he was very frustrating to right. have on the team. Ramondre, <laughs> on the other hand, ran for over 1,000 yards, but only rushed for, I think, six touchdowns. So... I, I, you know, I, I think that the bell cow is still going to be Ramondre Stevenson, yep. but I wonder if Zeke is going to poach some of those touchdowns again. Yeah, I would imagine that's, you know, uh, you know, the Patriots have liked kind of that one, two, kind of like what a lot of teams do. You know, you look at Packers with Jones and Dylan, right. you know, a lot of these teams have that one, two kind of, you know, they have the, the little bit smaller. I mean, even look at, I mean not last year, but year before with Zeke and Pollard, right? You know, same thing in Dallas. Zeke was kind of the, you know, quote unquote bell cow and Pollard comes in on passing towns and, you know, right. other things, possession and, and there, plays, you and know, stuff for like the that. longest time, there have been teams out there. I mean, you look at a Darren Sproles, mm-hmm. which was the guy that I was trying to think about, uh, think oh, of about ago. four, three weeks ago <laughs> when we were doing the podcast, yeah. the, the shifty, you know, you get him the ball and boom, there he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it seems like there are a lot of teams. I mean, unless you've got, uh, and and the Packers don't do it this way, but mm-hmm. Aaron Jones 
is one of those, and, and CMC yep. and Eckler. I mean, you've got some awesome three-down backs. Yeah. But the Packers still employ two backs, mm-hmm. and both of them can be three-down backs. Yeah. Um, but a lot of teams where they might have that, that bell cow, they still have potentially a third-down back. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's – it's it becomes tough to draft. Um, I'm not saying that Ramond. Well, if you if you've already had your draft, which I would be surprised that you've already had your draft, but some we're doing some ours this do. this weekend just because it's the only one that worked for gotcha for, the, for everybody. Um, so. so if you already drafted Ramondre, um, you're probably a little ticked off because mm-hmm. you thought he was going to get the majority of the. I mean, he's still going to get the majority. I would say. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it's it, Zeke is insurance, but Zeke is also a guy that, in certain certain circumstances, they're going to use Zeke. Mm-hmm. So, as a Ramondre owner, you're sitting there going, "Oh, that you know, I I might have drafted him a little too high." Yeah, overpaid a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, so some of those things, you know, you you gotta. I mean, Delvin Cook is still out there. If he goes to the Jets, what does it do to um, Brees Hall? If he goes to Miami, what's the impact? You know, there are there are so many things mm-hmm. that the impact can be so great. Yeah. Yeah, the the Zeke thing, yeah, obviously, you know, kind of same with Pollard last year. You know, uh, Pollard had never had more. I, I can't even remember. He had never rushed or carried the ball more. I can't remember how many times in his career. Mm-hmm. You know, so this year it will be interesting to see with Pollard being like the guy there. But, you know, Zeke coming in, yeah, I mean, he's old at this point for a running back. Right. Um, you know, like well, we talked about, I think it was last week, yes. saying all the mileage he had from Ohio State. Right. Um, and know, the fact that he touches league. it 300 times. Yeah. I mean, he was touching it 300 times a year, mm-hmm. it, like his rookie season. Yeah, yeah, since since he came in. But, yeah, so it's, uh, it's interesting, um, that Patriots offense, I, I don't know if I really call that a, like a – plus signing for them to try and get that offense going because uh, he's still got, I think, Patricia there. Well, Bill O'Brien came in, um, you know, so he should help a little bit. You know, you saw last year Mac Jones screaming from the field, let me throw it downfield and, you know, yelling on the sidelines. But I've read fighting, reports but... that he may not even be the starter there. Yeah, I think I mean, they're going to give him one more year just to see. I mean, then they have to do something, you know. And I'm not uh, saying I'm not saying yeah. he's a bad quarterback. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you don't even know what you're doing mm-hmm. with your personnel right now, it's tough to say what's going to happen from a uh, running yeah. back perspective, from a passing perspective. You know, do they do they have someone who can make sure that there aren't eight or nine people in the box yep. every time yeah. against the run? Um, it, yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah, I see, like, you know, going back to last year with New England, you had Ramondre and you had Damian Harris. I think it's going to be a very similar situation. I mean, Ramondre, Ramondre still ended up a top 10 fantasy running right. back, right. you know, with Damian Harris. Granted, Damian Harris was in and out banged up, you know, quite often, it felt like. But I view Harris and Zeke pretty similar at this point in Zeke's career where he's going to come in spell Ramondre for a little bit. They might use him one drive here, you know. Oh, yeah, If yeah, they're down yeah. on the two and they just need him to dive into the end zone, they're gonna give he's going to vulture some, some, right. some, you know, red zone close yardage touchdowns. But Ramondre's game as well is also 
you know, he's a very good receiving back oh, as yeah. well. So PPR, yep. he still holds that value. Yep. We know Zeke's not going to catch that many balls, if really any. But, you know, so I think it's just, you know, it might end up working out, you know, even maybe in a other way as kind of a plus for Ramondre, being able to stay a little more fresh and not be the guy, you know, very every, well single, right. every single down. So, yeah. Yep. yeah, an interesting signing. Yep. So uh, that's all we've got for this week. Um, give you a little bit of a reprieve from having to listen to us talk for, <laughs> for hours on end. Um, we've got some exciting new stuff coming up. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag quite yet. Um, uh, in fact, I, I really want to start talking about some of our top picks soon. Yeah. Um, since the drafts are, uh, in fact, that may be what we talk about next week, mm-hmm. um, only because the drafts are... You know, like you said, you're yeah. drafting yeah, we're doing Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yep, Saturday evening. Um, and I mean, granted, mine are both. Uh, well, the, yeah, the the two non dynasty leagues are mm-hmm. both the week of. Actually, they're they're Tuesday and Wednesday before the start <laughs> of the season. Yeah, I mean, ideally, that's when we would love to do it as well. But you know, you know everyone life comes can't. In, yeah, life comes into play, obviously, and everybody has to deal with that. This is just the week that worked for us. So yep. we used to always do it. You know, like Labor Day. You know, first first yeah like the first week before the season starts because obviously you're looking preseason you know knock on wood but injuries you know uh depth chart changes you know somebody comes in you know or impresses and makes the team and all of a sudden he's a big part of the offense kind of things like that so right yeah yep so uh that's all we've got this week um hopefully you get us some feedback on the loser of the week Um, so we can set something up for the season. Otherwise, this is Ozzy. And this is Austin. Have a good one. Bye.